This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Hey, by the way, I think it is worth mentioning, too. Like, when was the last time Philadelphia had a hard game? When was the last time they seen a, a, a really tough opponent? I think it's fair to say this is the toughest opponent um, that they've seen this year. And I'm saying that even with a compromised Patrick Mahomes, right? I go back to yeah. their week seven bye, right? And these are the teams that they have faced. San Francisco with no quarterback. They've seen the Giants three times, dude, <laughs> since yeah. week number seven. All right. They saw New Orleans. They saw Dallas, uh, and again, Dallas was with no Jalen Hurts, but they did give up 40 points to Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Then they saw Chicago, Tennessee, Green Bay, Indianapolis, Washington, Houston. Um, None of those teams are over 500, right? So, boy, this is interesting because this is by far the toughest test that Philadelphia has seen in a really Really long time. No question. And I mean, they gave up 33 points to the Packers. Um, in, in I would say that the Packers probably, other than the Cowboys, are the best team that they played um, in that stretch. Maybe Tennessee. And they and they they dunked on Tennessee for sure, yeah. 35 to 10. Um, and, and they they lost that game to. I remember they lost that Monday night game uh, against against Washington and Taylor Heineke uh, doing his thing there. But yeah, they certainly. <laughs> They faced a ton of bad or backup quarterbacks. Um, I do kind of balk at the idea that, like, that we're just so quick to be like, yeah, they, I mean, they, they beat the Giants, which, like, the Giants were a pretty good team this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They they played above their head. They're well coached. But the thing is, and this is why I, I would always push back on the idea, too, that, okay, they're, they're just lucky to be here or whatever. They beat the crap out of those teams it wasn't like a <laughs> right. oh they they let right. the giants hang around or they right. they messed around a little bit with the 49ers and despite the fact they have a quarterback back there who couldn't throw um they they just wiped the floor with both of those teams Espe- obviously they pulled away more from the 49ers when when they were late but yeah they thoroughly outclassed the giants so um the eagles definitely 
on balance, I think have been the best team in football this year. Like from a roster standpoint, they don't really have like a, a glaring weakness, you know, at different points, they've been a bad slot coverage team. But again, with Devontae Maddox potentially being back for this game, like, or being, being a hundred percent for this game, that's a huge deal. That's a big different, that that's like really the one spot where they were kind of weak ish, you know, weak ish over the last few weeks uh, of the season. So I, it just, they definitely deserve to be here, but you're right. This is by far the toughest test that they'll have faced. um, I think just by a lot. And it just goes to show like, the different place that these two conferences are in between the AFC and the NFC. You it's know? true. I mean, it's true. It just, especially from a quarterback standpoint. <laughs> um, and and by the way, the balance could be shifted even more if Aaron Rodgers really does just, go to the AFC, man. Holy hell. Well, after, after he gets out of his darkness retreat, did you see oh, that? God. Thing? Yes, I did. Oh my God. He's going to take what a few days of, of what is it? Uh, like sensory deprivation and like self, I don't know, self four days. Of, it's oh like a darkness God. retreat. He spends four days inside of a, a, <sighs> like locked in a dark house oh and they God. just look like there's a slot to put food in no TV, no, no, no books, just, just no music, just his thoughts. <laughs> Could you imagine being alone with your thoughts for four days, four days of just oh thinking your thoughts? I mean, God, I don't even want to spend like four hours alone with my thought, four <laughs> minutes alone with my thoughts. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but so after he gets back from that, yeah, yeah, that's that's what's crazy. The Packers are like, yeah, we were only going to trade him to the AFC. I'm like, can you have to? Can you just? We need – I get it. You don't want to see him or, you know, you want to tend to send him to the other conference. But, my God, yeah. we need more quarterbacks in the NFC. We don't need to I be know. losing guys. I know. This is like the NBA Western Conference, Eastern Conference thing, you know, where it's just kind of like if you send – if you could send, like, one great quarterback to the NFC, they've got a very clear road to the Super Bowl. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, let's make that happen somehow. Uh, anyways, but, uh, but again and, – and you could point to the Kansas City schedule too. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, Kansas City has seen Joe Burrow two times. They've seen yeah. Trevor Lawrence a couple times. Um, you know, they saw Seattle, which is I think is a very good team. Uh, and they've seen the Chargers too. So, yeah. listen, uh, this is a battle-tested, you know, pretty battle-tested defense that they're going up against. Um, but I just wonder with Philadelphia, you're right. I think from a talent standpoint, obviously extremely talented, but – there is a question there as to, okay, when push comes to shove, can they find it within themselves? I think to find that real, you know, competitive spirit, because again, man, bro, like, look, I I think Daniel Jones is, is fine. You know, he's a slightly above average quarterback, but there's just not a lot of great quarterbacks that they have seen. And the one guy that they saw Dak Prescott, who by the way, has a lot of his own flaws. uh, It's a team that they gave up 40 points to. Right. And then as you mentioned, a big point total to green Bay as well. So, I don't know. It's 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 at least a storyline. I agree with you. I'm not saying that they're overrated or whatever it might be, but just in terms of are they ready from a from a mental and physical standpoint to go into you know a a, a real hostile game you know situation. Hey, and listen, it might not even come down to that because they might be that talented. They might be that talented where they absolutely maraud uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and force them into a couple bad throws and do those kind of things. Like I said, man, look, 10 of Patrick Mahomes' 12 interceptions um, have come against zone this year. And a lot of those, again, have come while under pressure as well, right? So, um, and I'm, I, I want to break down the, the zone versus man coverage as well, because Philadelphia, about league average, they play about 75% zone coverage. Uh, 
and Mahomes was good. Okay, listen, fourth highest quarterback rating versus zone. Um, but 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Again, 10 of his 12 interceptions came against zone. Man, 26 and two touchdown to interception ratio versus man coverage. I don't oh, know man. if Philadelphia comes out of zone for this ball game. Uh, but Matt, in, in terms of who do you see kind of like, you know, uh, being able to step forward for Kansas City, who might that be? We know that they don't have a ton of like great man coverage beaters. You know, we know Juju Smith Schuster is not really a big man coverage beating receiver. MVS is an inconsistent separator across the right. board. You know, I mean, Canarius Tony's not even like a reliable route runner against man coverage. A lot of it is a lot of it is Kelsey. And I mean, Kelsey still being as good as he is, as dominant as he is, yeah. as a separator against man coverage. Not that I'm charting tight ends. This conversation came back on Twitter. <laughs> The other day, man. I mean, I'm never gonna live it down. Uh, but <laughs> you know, Kelsey's it. just so good at that at his age. It's it's so impressive. Right. Um, and what Mahomes is able to do is impressive. Like getting these guys the ball, even though they're not consistent separators against man coverage. But um, crazy. And I mean, especially at the beginning of the year, like right, everybody was just dropping back man coverage against Kansas City. They were they were showing more man coverage to Patrick Mahomes than anyone else, which was a complete inverse of what they did last year with Tyree right. Hill when they were the most zone like the people. People played zone coverage against them at the highest rate in the NFL. So I agree with you, though. I think Philadelphia probably tries to, you know, tries to take away Kelsey, tries to zone this thing up uh, as much as possible. But um, I, I, I just think like Mahomes is going to find a way in in this matchup. Like I, it, and again, it's on paper the Chiefs wide receivers are not as good as the Eagles DBs. Um, the offensive line, like as good a, as, a, as a rebuild job that the Kansas city did there. I think the Eagles pass rushers are better than like Orlando Brown, right. Are better um, than, than some of the other guys. I mean, they, they have great players, especially on the interior. You mentioned Creed Humphrey. Um, they have other great players on the interior there, but I think the tackle spots, the Eagles probably have an advantage there, but man, oh, it's huge, just a huge, huge advantage. But right. Again, I still think Mahomes, Kelsey. I think they can get it done from like a, when they when they go into zone coverage looks. I think that Kelsey and, and Mahomes can find some find some spots there. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, and you talk about Andy Reid having two weeks to game prep for this thing. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. One that thing I'll say, good. one thing I'll say about um, because this stuff matters, you know, the uh like actually having Super Bowl experience too. I, I do think matters, you know, and, yeah, and I agree. I um, agree. The Eagles are definitely saying all the right things here um, this week about how they're preparing as if it's any other game. You know, they're they're giving their guys time to like relax and connect with each other. And and you know, I think Nick Sirianni talk. I feel like he talks about that every time he talks to the media that how much of an emphasis they put on relationship building with their players and and stuff like that. And um, I know he. I was listening to him talk about that between like AJ Brown and and Devonte Smith. And, you know, I think a reporter asked about like, how do these guys like push each other? And he's like, it's not really even like push each other. They just like, they're just really close. Like they're, they're, they're just tight with each other type of thing. So they're, they're putting a lot of emphasis on that, but it's just, 
I don't know that people on the outside really understand how different of a preparation and process it is to go through the week prep leading into the Super Bowl as it is uh, regular games. For one, obviously you're not, unless you're the Rams last year or the Bucks the year before that, you're not in your home stadium, you're on the road for a longer period of time. And there's that aspect of it, but you got to do a bunch of bullshit the week of the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> a ton. You, you got to talk to a, a bunch of goofball, a bunch of goofball reporters, guys like me, uh, other folks out here, and all these media availabilities. Not that I'm going to the media availabilities. I'm not. I'm not a real journo. Okay, you don't need. You don't need me there. But you know, you got to go to media night. Did you yeah. hear? Did you see somebody on media night? Uh, apparently, asked Nick Sirianni like which one of your players would you most want to date your daughter? And he's like, my daughter is five. So, Oh my God. Next. So next, question. next question, so please. You got to deal with, but so basically <laughs> you got to deal with a bunch of crap like that leading up to the yeah. game. So the fact that like, you know, when Andy Reid had, when he got to Kansas city, he had already kind of uh, coached a team through the super bowl prep stuff like that. Obviously they didn't win one until he got to Kansas city, but right. they've done that. This is now their third super bowl since Mahomes has taken over as a starter They've been there. They've done that. They, you know, guys like Kelsey, Chris Jones, Mahomes, the veteran leaders on this team have been through that. Andy Reid's yeah. been through that a ton of times. Coaches, Steve Spagnuolo, Eric Bieniemy, the coordinators have been through this before. So, I do think that matters a little bit uh, heading into this game. Um, obviously, still the game is going to be won or lost based on the on-field matchups, but that is part of it. I think. I think that's a big part of it, man. You know, it's like again, like you talk about the journalists. I mean, just think about their friends and family. You know, like they, they must, these guys must have guys coming out the woodwork, just texting them, calling them, emailing them, just, you know, hitting up their DMS. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. This it's got to be different. It's the most covered event in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Yep. It, it, it's crazy. It's madness. Um, all right. Getting back to some, I of think the I heard just one, 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 yeah, one thing on that too. I think I heard, um, I think it was Mitchell Schwartz who obviously used to play for the Kansas city chiefs said this, uh, recently that, that like people think about that, like, Oh, two weeks of practice, two weeks of practice, two weeks of film prep. He's like so much of that first week. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, a lot of that first week is like just handling logistics, like handling, like, okay, how many tickets do you get? Do you get <laughs> how many, um, who's going to get this many tickets? Who am I yes. bringing this game? All that type right. of stuff. Like right. handling the logistics part of it is actually a big, is actually a big part of that first week. And then the second week obviously is your more normal um, prep. You're still watching film and, and, and preparing and installing game plans and stuff like that. But it is a, it's a big time suck for that first week. And then the second week is the time suck because of all this media stuff. So right. it's just a, it is a very, um, and I, I imagine for a lot of these guys, it's like, whew, at least that's over with, like by the time the Super Bowl is done. And again, it, and I just talk about too, it's not just the time, it's the mental energy. You know, it's like when yeah. you are, when you're in those meetings, when you're doing the game prep, how much of your mind capacity is going towards that and how much of it is going towards, as you mentioned, logistics, right? Or yeah. as we also said, the bullshit, right? Like oh how God. much of, how much of your, of your brain is splintered? You know, it's not just the time, like, bro, like anyone could sit in in a meeting doesn't mean you're engaged. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but yeah, no, these are all great, great points. Uh, I want to get back logistics and bullshit. The, uh, <laughs> the bane of our existence as men. <laughs> that's well, that's what it means to be married. If you're a married man, that's what this is. This that's what this is. Uh, tell me I, about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. Now. If you're a married man during the holidays, that's all that the, the logistics and bullshit. What are you talking about? That, that is the holidays as a married man. Come on. 